For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's JV Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality, in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Ending the Sexual Dark Age is now sponsored by the Internet's most trusted name in adult toys. A happy pussy likes to play more often. AdamandEve.com is offering you guys half off on your choice of thousands upon thousands of vibrators and dildos and cock rings and strap-ons, nipple clamps, porn DVDs, butt plugs, pocket pussies, anything else you can imagine to either get yourself off or have some fun with your playmate. As always, we highly recommend making sex toys part of your sex life. And right now, AdamandEve.com is only asking for one chance to impress you. They're offering an awesome deal in support of ending the sexual dark age. And the whole thing goes a little like this. By typing dark age, all one word, for the offer code at checkout, you will get 50% off the most expensive item in your cart, with a few exceptions, free shipping, three free porn DVDs, and a sexy free mystery gift. Free DVDs are selected randomly and added to your order before they ship. AdamandEve.com is willing to damn near pay you to get off. So stop by, enter D-A-R-K-A-G-E at checkout, and proceed to collect on an awesome deal. Or just follow one of the links on SexualDarkAge.com. And if you like surfing on your smartphone, be sure to check out Adam and Eve's new mobile site. Yes, you too can buy dildos right from your iPhone now, thanks to Adam and Eve. Welcome to episode 46. 46? We're almost to 50. We really are. Wow. It's been, actually, Shara's had a couple of interesting weeks, so I want to jump right in. Leave it to you to jump right in. (laughs) (laughs) And let you share a few of the fun things that have happened to you in the last few weeks. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you talking about... in that case, I'll be happy to go into detail myself. So, (laughs) you should see her giggling right now. She's so excited. She doesn't want to admit it, though. Uh, So, for the balance of our time together... Shara has not been able to take more than about three or four inches of dick in her ass. And, you know, I've been slowly, progressively trying to fight the good fight. You know, I'd say something I did, it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, something I did figured it out. And Shara is now able to take every bit of my dick in her ass. And when I, oh, oh. First uncontrollable blush of the show. Seriously, did you think I would not blush? I, I am actually kind of impressed that it took that long. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so why don't you tell the audience, especially the ladies in the audience, uh, what the difference is in the sensation. I mean, before, if I tried to get like, uh, I mean, I want to pick on you, but I also want to have a serious conversation about it. Um, before, if I tried to get more than about three or four inches in there, it became very uncomfortable for you. Yes. Um, and can you... And now, wow. <laughs> I, I'm serious. It's kind of been like cloud nine, 10, 11, you name it. But it's been unbelievable. And and as you know, but a lot of people probably don't know that out there. I, and I'm going to share it only because there's probably other women out there who experience pain with anal sex. And Well, and, and to be clear, though, I mean, you know... For those three or four inches that were comfortable for you, you did pretty well with it. Yes, I did. You didn't let me finish. But. Okay. Machine gun <laughs> orgasms is the phrase I like to use. Yes. So the the thing for me is I have a very tight ass. And, oh, we know. And pussy. So, <laughs> yes, we know that. But other people out there may not know that. And oh, I think they've heard me talk about it enough times that they probably do. So... There was a bit of fear there for me to get able to get more of your cock in me, you know, whether my pussy or my ass. And this past couple of weeks have been pretty phenomenal on some major increases on both you pussy. You were scared of one-eyed Willie? <laughs> 
I was because I was afraid that, you know, I wanted more, but I was afraid would it hurt? Would it not hurt? Not, and you're so always was very, it, was, was it more of like stress about it? I think it was. Causing a physical discomfort because you were stressed out about it. Maybe, I mean, maybe seriously, you know, tensed up. Right. That's what I think. And, and to be clear, the three to four, like you said, machine gun, I had no issues with. It was me wanting more, but at the same time afraid of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But wow, it's been unbelievable. So all the way around, we have just had the, a really good last couple of weeks it's been like <laughs> every day i mean it's just I, we've been so busy with so many other things and we just haven't had the time that we'd like to and we just kind of decided to make that our focus and um i just it's been great thank you yeah and today actually and i i, I feel <laughs> negligent for not having dealt with this years ago just for the record uh today you got fucked in a kitchen for the first time i did and i we have been uh, we've been trying to or i have been trying to uh Kind of engender a situation of sausage surprise for my little slave. <laughs> I've had a lot of sausage surprises. I mean, we've always had plenty of sex, but, you know, we had, I, I, I don't do sausage surprise all that regularly. No. So today her sausage surprise was walking through the kitchen wearing nothing but one of my t-shirts and getting bent over the sink and fucked. That's right. One of your t-shirts. That? That includes the show's logo. That's right. So... <laughs> I think that's what caught your attention. I wasn't wearing any heels. Now I'm I'm short, so heels probably would have been helpful. But for you, and well, maybe it didn't bother you at all. But you know, I felt like I was a little too short because you're well, yeah, tall. Well, yeah, we'll try some short. heels next time. Yeah, I, I'm quite a bit taller than you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> Every time she gets sassy, I tell her to look me straight in the nipple and say that. <laughs> <laughs> Five foot one is just not easy when you're with somebody that's as tall as you are so but anyway so heels next time will be very helpful yeah so but it was a first for me again and you know I, i'm trying to think have we ever done it in the bathroom uh, by the bathroom sink you you know you just answered oh, your own question about uh, the no, bathroom all right no 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 faithful listeners she has just gotten herself in trouble and she's about no. to pay the piper see about 20 minutes ago <laughs> we were talking about this very same subject before we came over here to start recording and I said, hey, have I ever fucked you in a bathroom? And she said, yeah, of course you did. And reminded me of the time that... We were I, first dating. Yeah, we were first dating. Ten and we years were at ago, a party wow. at my buddy's house. And he it had, was for your uh, birthday. Yeah, it was. And he had uh, a couple of bath. He had two bathrooms and one of them was kind of out of the way. So I dragged you in there and bent you over the toilet and lubed up your ass with some hand lotion and <laughs> fucked your ass. Yes, you did. Yeah. But what I meant was over the bathroom sink. That oh, was the bathroom the, sink. Yes. Well, yeah, no, in that particular bathroom, it was a hang-off-the-wall sink, which is just not responsible to try and fuck on. Right. Um, but so that's no, where my, I was going with that. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, my bathroom sink, you know, what if the, you know, they, when I had you sitting on the counter, it was a little bit high, and then when you were on the floor, it was a little bit low. But I think the bathroom counter might be a little, might be a little lower. Maybe we'll try that. Well, maybe after this episode, we'll just have to go try that one. Okay. Try everything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know... A lot of firsts and you had a first so that was kind of exciting too uh since our last episode and that was the ice cream dip oh yeah yeah that was fun <laughs> yes that was yeah and uh, i maintain my policy that i will stick my dick anywhere that seems like a good idea at the time and uh so shara likes these ice cream cones that we get from this place down the street they're soft serve ice cream cones and uh, she happened to be eating one, and I was standing there with a hard dick, so I whipped it out and waved it at her, and she put some ice cream on it, and then started sucking on it, and you know that, that worked a few times. And I gotta say, it was it was kind of an interesting. I mean, not to not to be punny, it was a cool sensation, um, <laughs> you know, because it was like uh, it wasn't like freezing or anything, but it is. I mean, it is. It was kind of a unique sensation. Yeah, you were kind of getting off on it. I was. That was kind of all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you just using your ice cream cone as flavor dip for my cock was working out well for me, too. It worked good for me, too. That's always a fun sight to watch. Yeah. You know. That's... So any of you girls who like ice cream cones. <laughs> Get one and, you know, ask the guy to put his dick right on top of that baby and lick away. <laughs> Actually, if we would have been thinking about it right, you could have just constantly been rubbing ice cream on my dick while you were sucking on it. Well, the night's not over yet. That's true. It's well, right down the street. Well, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I guess it may be a busy night. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about some listener questions today. Um, and we have been getting a lot of questions coming in, uh, especially recently. Uh, we have decided that we are going to go back to a pretty much weekly show, probably for the rest of the year at least. Um, totally lost my train of thought. Uh, we've decided that we're going to go back to being a weekly show for the next few months, if not the rest of the year at least, because there's a lot of really cool, sexy stuff to talk about. There is. I have been getting, and, and you as well, but I have been getting just tons and tons and tons of questions. and. Well, yeah, and some of the, I mean, there are some really great questions and just uh, things I would that would never occur to me that uh, people have emailed and uh, posted on Facebook and stuff like that. And I do, I, ha- I have been writing all that stuff down and we're going to get to all of it. But uh, yeah, you guys out there, you guys are some filthy fucks out there. I'm so proud I love of it. you. Yes, I'm so proud of you. I'm telling you. So. <laughs> I and I have to apologize because sometimes we get so busy, I forget to go and check my FetLife, and so I'm I'm trying. I put it on my list to do because uh, we've been so busy, and I just the the questions and the people needing some advice and uh, or. Or responding in the bathroom wall. You've had a lot of comments going on the bathroom wall. So thank you, everybody. Oh, yeah. The website is, uh, has been pretty active. And, of course, everyone within the sound of our voices is always welcome to come post their thoughts, comments, rants, and tirades at sexualdarkage.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So our first question tonight is about the adult industry. Uh, Shy Kitty writes, I was interested in what your opinions were on the escort industry, webcam modeling, and other adult jobs. I'll be honest, I happen to take part in several positions in the adult industry and have experienced many reactions to the fact. I happen to be very open sexually in regards to the... I happen to be very open sexually and in regards to the adult industry, but I've experienced open repulsion from people when I mention I cam for a living. Family reaction has varied from being okay with it to certain members believing I'll be killed in my bed someday in the near future. Do you believe that escorting, webcamming, taking porn videos or photos and other similar jobs is something to be proud of or something that one shouldn't talk about in public? Uh, well, my opinion on this topic runs pretty broad and pretty deep. Uh, I have participated in the adult industry in a variety of facets. Yes, you have. Uh, I worked with dancers mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and that was doing bachelor parties with totally nude dancers. So, I mean, I got to see a fairly wild side of it. We did every, we did not do extras. Um, but, uh, believe me, I spent all night talking to guys who wanted to get some extras. Um, but I also did some porn back in the day. Um, and this is, this is back far enough in the day that most people were still shooting on film and then scanning photos. The digital camera had not broken wide yet. Um, I'd still like to get my hands on those. <laughs> I'm sure you probably would. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin, to be honest with you. Leave it to me. <laughs> Leave it to me. Um, and then, uh, of course, for several years, I've been an adult webmaster. So I have made some money off the adult industry in a lot of different ways over the course of a lot of different years. Um a lot of the experiences that I had in the various facets of that industry really fed into my observations about the pathetic state of sexual attitudes in the Western world. Well, the world in general, but I can only speak with authority about the Western world. A.K. ending the sexual dark age. Yes, exactly, which is the reason we're all here in the first place. Um, I do not think that it is anything to be ashamed of. I think you need to be responsible. Um, You know, I think you should use euphemisms when you're talking about your work around little kids. Um, You know, really, once somebody is old enough to start being sexually aware, I think that sex is a part of every aspect of life in one way or another and trying to pretend that porn doesn't exist or phone sex doesn't exist or any of these other outlets don't exist, I think contribute to a lot of the sexual repression we have in our society. So my official policy regarding anyone who would go, ooh, or be horrified or not want to be around you because you work in the adult industry, uh, my short answer would be fuck them. And I'd have to say that I agree with you on that. Um, I think that you're always going to get the half that are going to say, oh, you know, blah, 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 and judge you. And then you're going to have the ones that support you. So I think that you need to go with the people that are going to support you. And of course, like any action that we have as we're kids growing up, you know, you have to think about 
reactions for yourself you know i mean once you put that out there in the adult industry it's out there forever you can't right really yeah. everything on that. the internet is forever so just be cognizant i mean everything you post on facebook is technically forever too but Correct. be cognizant that you know once you're out doing something once you're out doing anything on the internet you it never goes away right um and there is you know some people uh, consider some people especially people that care about you um, maybe having negative reactions to the perceived danger of working in the adult industry, which, you know, let's not lie to ourselves. I mean, it is a riskier than average profession. Um, I was going to use postal worker as an example, but after the last few years, that doesn't really count. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's certainly it's certainly riskier than being a teacher or something. You know, as, as an escort, of course, that's probably one of the highest risk fields in the adult industry. Um, but even as a cam girl, you know, it's, they're, they're limited, uh, you know, people are limited in their ability to actually find you, but you know, you would, you just, you'd be amazed what some loser with nothing to do, but figure out who you are can do with the internet. Right. So, <laughs> um, so it's, there are real safety concerns and, uh, people that care about you are going to think about those and they are, but they are not necessarily going to be equipped to really accurately evaluate whatever those safety concerns are. Right. And I, and I just think you're always going to have safety concerns no matter what you're doing. I mean, when you're walking, if you're a single female and you're walking outside of your apartment or your home, there's, you know, there's always something that could happen to you as you're walking out that door because in today's world, it's just a, a, a little bit more crazy. So I think you have to protect yourself uh, you know, to make sure that you put yourself in, in safer situations. But even in the industry, there's ways to do that. Yep. And actually there was, uh, well, I, I don't want to go back into the whole 2257 thing, but uh, many years ago when the attorney general was still John Ashcroft, um, there were some fairly draconian inter interpretations made of a particular federal statute that, among other things, uh, had the Justice Department saying that you had to publish your address on your website in order to be compliant with Section 2257, which is uh, as regards keeping proper records to show that any adult modeling is done by actual adults. Um, right. But, uh, you know, they were, for a while there, they were saying that they required everyone who published a photo on a website to have have copies of the original documentation, which would have meant, I mean, if a lot of this was fought successfully in court, but uh, what the Justice Department wanted to do was force any woman or man, or what the Justice Department wanted to do is force anyone who was going to be on film for anything that was of a sexual nature to distribute all their actual contact information to anyone who might ever pay $4.99 to license that set of photos to put up on a website. Exactly. Um, and it was, I believe, in large part to discourage people from wanting to do it in the first place. Because this is the same guy who spent like 12000 bucks having velvet robes made for these two statues that have been... Uh, got a, the, uh, the attorney... I forget exactly where they are, but the attorney general regularly gives speeches in front of them. Um, and, uh, he spent 12 grand making robes for him because there was some bare nipple on these statues that have been there goddamn near as long as Washington DC has. Why not just move where you make your speeches? Oh, just, <laughs> so anyway, I, most of my adult webmastering was done while John Ashcroft was attorney general and his ass was one of the reasons I backed off of it because I, I remember the, it wasn't really a risk to reward thing, but it was an amount of effort to reward thing, right. you know, and like you had to, I mean, if you, and you had uh, a, a lot of solo performers, a lot of solo cam girls, a lot of uh, girls who run solo girl sites. And if you don't, uh, if you don't know what I mean by that, uh, solo girl site is a site uh, which always features the same model. And she might have her friends come in or whatever. She might have whatever going on, but everything features the same model. Uh, generally, whom the site is named after. And uh, a lot of those girls operate out of their homes. Um, and some of them do very well for themselves, but uh, they, a lot of them operate out of their homes. So in order for them to be to have been in compliance with the Justice Department's interpretation, they would have had to be working from home, making porn and publishing their address, their home address, because it's where they work out of and where they can be contacted to have their records audited. Yeah, like this is me. You know, I'm it's me in the videos. I'm 26. Fuck off. You know, but it didn't matter because you still had to be there from nine to five during all business hours in order to uh, be available for them to surprise audit you. You know, so it was just 
it was just ridiculous. But that's uh, that's remember. the level of our shitty attitudes towards sexuality. Yeah, you you just listen to me bitch about that for five minutes. You listen to me bitch about it for what two or three years before. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a major issue, and and uh, to be honest, it's you know, I feel like it was more of a invi- invade your privacy more than it was. It was. It was an attempt to inv- invade the privacy of anyone who would dare to enjoy sex for a living. Right. Um. But yeah, and I, you know, our attitudes, our attitudes are always, have always been fucked up in this country. And I mean, they still are. And we're trying to do our part. But, uh, you know, for example, the, our, our relationship between sex or with sex and especially with pornography. Because, like, you know, one of the first pictures that was ever taken was of a pair of tits. One of the first pictures ever taken. You know, porno has been around as, I mean, they've, they found porno cave paintings from 12,000 years ago. Okay, porn has been around as long as people have been thinking about sex and had a way to draw a dirty picture. <laughs> um, but uh, currently in this country, especially with the uh, the overwhelming number of federal criminal laws that were written mostly after 1978, uh, there's a lot of crazy overlap with laws and a lot of really weird shit happens. Like, for example, and this is easy for uh, anybody to get their head around, uh, it's illegal to prostitute yourself virtually everywhere. Okay, with certain exceptions. It is illegal to prostitute yourself. But it is legal to work as an actor or actress in porn. So paying someone for sex is illegal unless you're taking pictures of it. (laughs) Now, on the same token, there are many states in which the age of consent is somewhere south of 18. Uh, anywhere between, I think the lowest is 13 or, I mean, I know, I know there are several states with 14 age of consent. I think there might be one or two with 13 and that, that goes all the way up to 18, depending on the state. Well, in all those states, you have federal production of child pornography charges that can be filed. So, and that all those define the age of consent to have a photo taken of you having sex is 18. So you can be having perfectly legal sex and taking a photo of it makes it illegal. I, I know, exactly. So, yeah, so that is our fucked up relationship with sex and the camera in yeah. this country. A camera can make illegal sex legal, <laughs> or it can make legal sex illegal. <laughs> uh, so I that's, all, now, that's I, all just a very long roundabout way of saying that... Uh, take the safety concerns seriously because there are legitimate safety concerns. Don't be paranoid, but take them seriously. Right. Um, And, uh, and just be safe, especially if you're working in the adult industry, but I do not think that it is a damn thing to be embarrassed of. Um, And as long as you enjoy what you do and it's paying your bills. And of course we know I enjoy watching. So, Oh yes. (laughs) Yes. If you do work in the adult industry, feel free to send Shara for example. (laughs) If you want my opinion, please send it to jvshara at gmail.com. <laughs> but yeah, so we, I don't think it, it, it's anything you should be embarrassed to talk about in public. Um, just, you know, with the discretion that we would expect any any responsible adult to have. You know, try to limit what you say in front of children. And, uh, you know, it's perfectly fine if you want to flaunt it and shock people and just watch the reactions on their faces. I've been known to do a little bit of that myself. No. Just, you know, <laughs> be aware you are going to piss some people off if you choose that road. <laughs> What was that thing from Facebook the other day? Uh, over the, It was a graphic. Uh, over the course of my life, I've learned that it's impossible to please everyone, but it's really easy to piss everyone off. Yes. <laughs> More fun or something, I think. <sighs> yeah, so next we have a, a related question from Reason to Fight about phone sex. Uh, and she says, hey, I'm curious how someone would get into the phone sex business on their own. Or maybe someone has info about other ways to actually make a living via web phone activity uh, make a living via web or phone activity, legal of course. The industry has always intrigued me. I'd love to hear from others who are or have been involved. Downsides, issues, whatever you can offer would be appreciated. Take care and play safe. Um, so, uh, obviously related to what we were just talking about. Um, first off, reason to fight, you may want to uh, reply to one of Shy Kitty's posts on our website because via us, you already know someone who's in the cam business and would probably be happy to share her experiences. Um, one thing you will learn about a lot of people who work in the adult business, uh, we are all, we're kind of birds of a feather, you know, we're kind of an embattled subculture. So we tend to, uh, in general, uh, we tend to be willing to help the new guy mm-hmm. or help the new girl and, uh, just, you know, try to give people a chance to find their way in a safe fashion. Um, 
specific, uh, speaking specifically of phone sex, I spent a few minutes on Google for you and found a link to an article about how to be a phone sex operator and how to get in the business. So, uh, really? Yes. Oh, I have to check that link oh, out. Oh, yeah. Like you, like, you need one more thing to do, right? Well, you know, your I, mouth is busy. <laughs> I have to tell you, oh, though. Well, then. <laughs> well, because I have obviously before you talked to men on the phone and some of them, I made them come and they just, I've, always been complimented on my voice telling me that I have one of those voices that should do phone sex and I too thought about it it intrigued me uh, I had a doctor that I worked for and he always used to tell me what a great phone voice I had and I was thinking you know he had said I want to set you up with your own answering service and then I started realizing maybe that wasn't what he was going for <laughs> I was young I was you know very young and naive. Oh, it would have been an answering you know. service. You just didn't know who's going to be calling. Yeah, so I would have definitely taken him on. Let me tell you. So, um, it, so I, I would like to check that out. It'd After the third guy asked you what you were wearing, you probably would have figured it out. <laughs> so anyway, but I think uh, phone sex is something that uh, a lot of people like to engage in, and so if you can, if you have the right type of voice and you can handle doing it, and I definitely think I could. So I might check that link out. <laughs> Well, yeah, so as uh, reason to fight, as we were saying a few minutes ago, there are some obvious safety concerns. Um, however, in this particular case, uh, if you're going to go, if you're going to work for uh, a company, you know, a lot of times you get a little bit extra safety and access to more customers. Um, if like a lot of cam girls do, you know, they are independent contractors. It's not like they go to work at the webcam factory. Um and then they're in there with 40 other girls. Most of them work out of their houses and they just use the uh, companies as a way to get their money, process all the credit cards, not have, basically put on the show and not have to worry about billing in exchange for a cut. And I do not know if phone sex operates the same way or not. Hmm. Interesting. So next up, we have Herman the German, uh, who says, Sometimes my dick gets so hard that it starts to hurt from the erection alone. Is that a common phenomenon or is it bad? And uh, this is actually real quick. Um, if now, I think we've, I think every guy has had that ridiculously hard, fucking throbbing. Oh my god, I got to do something with this, or I'm gonna die hard on. Um, but it's generally not actual pain. It's psychological pain. It's not physical pain. <laughs> In fact, I had one of those earlier, and then you got fucked. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you know. Anything you, I can do to help. You get random hard-ons. Well, guys get random hard-ons, and uh, Shara recently did a little Facebook poll. Uh, as we, were, we were having a conversation. She asked me how often I just how often my dick got hard, and I told her, ah, probably 10 or 12 times a day. Blew my mind, And the she response. was totally shocked. Like, she could not believe it. And, and I couldn't believe the responses because they were all right, I mean, pretty much in the same level as you, some a, a little less. I don't think anybody was more. I, yeah, I, so thank you, my fine, filthy friends, for uh, <laughs> just, without knowing it, uh, underscoring my position that guys' dicks get hard all the time, often in the most appropriate circumstances. Uh, we are all very good at, uh, at utilizing whatever clothing we happen to wear <laughs> to try and hide a boner in public. Uh, easier standing than it is sitting. But uh, if you've ever seen a guy with his shirt tucked in and you see him pull his shirt out, he's probably got a boner he's trying to hide. <laughs> well, I just love watching That's you with yours. Trick. I'll say that. <laughs> Sometimes if you got your shirt tucked in, you can just, you know, wrap it up and around so it's sticking straight up and under your belt. Hmm. At least that controls it a little bit. I'll be but. watching for that when I'm at the shopping malls. But yeah, so we all get, you know, we most guys get boners all the time. Um, I found that out. But if it's causing you... If it's causing you physical pain just sitting there, um, I would ask yourself um, if it's something that happens, like, you know, is, is it okay for a while, and then it's been hard for a while, and then it starts to hurt, because that could indicate uh, a priapism-related concern, uh, which is, most of us know priapism as the condition that Viagra or Cialis can cause, where the blood goes into your dick, but it doesn't come back out. The valve to allow your dick to get soft uh, does not open. And uh, they usually say if your dick's hard for four hours, get to the emergency room. And but it's not that you, it's not that you can't have the condition. 
unless your dick stays hard for extreme long periods of time. Um, it's, it's very simply the blood come, the blood goes in and more blood is constantly trying to feed in. So your dick basically gets overinflated and can start to hurt with priapism. If you let it go, you know, if that valve is locked shut and you let it go for six or eight hours, I mean, they can have to do some pretty radical surgery. I mean, they could have to cut it open to drain the fucking blood out. I mean, it's, that's bad stuff. So would this like be anyone some... with a dick just shivered. <laughs> so would this be something if they found it to be a continuous problem that our urologist? Yes, would... absolutely. Um, and depending on, you know, depending on your access to medical care. Um, if nothing else, you can go into the emergency room and I would honestly recommend you do it when you've got one of these painful boners, if it stays around for long enough. Um, and our medical expert, did you, you know, maybe he's going to hear this episode, but I have not asked him about this yet. Okay. Cause maybe he'll have some input too. Yeah. So I would say, see, I do see a doctor about it. Um, it can be, it could be an indication of some kind of other, you know, wacky disorder that might or might not be any big deal. Uh, but if your dick is pain, if your dick is in pain just from being hard, it is definitely something you should talk to somebody about. All right. And next up, uh, we have a question from T and E. It says, help. We're big fans of the show and have suddenly found ourselves in a really difficult situation. Some advice would be appreciated since we really can't talk about this with anyone else in our lives. We are a happily married couple and had our first swinging experience last fall with a couple that we really clicked with and then became friends with. By the way, it was mind-blowing. In our times together, we've talked a fair bit about ourselves, and we think we know them well enough to know that they do not play separately. More to the point, we're pretty sure she would never go for it. Recently, the two of us have been flirting with the idea of a MFM threesome and thought we'd post an ad on Craigslist just for fun to see if we could actually find the ideal candidate. In the midst of the hundred responses we got was one reply from the male half of our friends. We knew it was him because of the pictures. He was using a different name and different email address. Worst of all, we asked for a V-safe guy, and for listeners who don't know what that means, that means a guy who's had a vasectomy. Uh, we asked for a V-safe guy in the ad, and he claimed he was, and we know he's not. They're thinking of having kids soon. Mm. Where do we begin? First of all, we don't know if she knows about this or not. Maybe she does, and they just didn't tell us they play separately for whatever reason. But if that's the case, they're not being upfront, and that has safety implications. Not to mention he lied about being V-safe. But most likely, she does not know. We want to tell her because we feel it's the right thing to do, but who are we to meddle in another couple's life? But how can we not say anything? Either way, we're put off and can never play with them again unless this is all explained somehow. We can't just stop seeing them and not say why. Ultimately, we're just really disappointed and feeling like such a great friendship with so much potential is ruined. This sucks. Um, well, I agree. Uh, it does suck for a I, number of reasons. I agree. And, and to be honest, I would tell him... You know, I, I would confront him and say, hey, you know, and this this doesn't add up because you talked about having kids. You say that you're V-safe in this. And and if you really feel she should know, I, I'd give him the ultimatum to go and say something. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are actually a lot of, I mean, there's, this is unfortunate because, it, well, it's one of the reasons, situations like this are one of the reasons I do not support cheating in any fashion. And I right. mean, we're, we're eventually going to do an episode about cheating, but I mean, it's just, it's just a poor use of energy and a bad idea for so many fucking reasons. Um, and it creates so much mistrust afterwards and, and not just for that moment, but going forward for that person that, that he or she cheats on, that person could have a very difficult time with other relationships going forward. And it just creates all oh, absolutely. Kinds of I mean, there's, there's emotional fallout. Uh, and plus, not to mention, when you're cheating, you know, you only have so much mental energy to expend in a given day. You mm -hmm. know, and I believe, I mean, you know, I, I waste time watching television. And I mean, I, I, we all waste time one way or another or kill time. Or we all have our mental junk food. But I mean, I just do not think that it's a great choice uh, to use my mental energy to weave a giant web of lies, um, especially when cheating is usually a result of somebody uh, not being happy in a relationship. Uh, obviously, you're not happy with what if you are you if, if you have agreed to be in a monogamous relationship and a monogamous relationship doesn't make you happy. You are just too much of a pussy to sack up and say something about. It. That's directed to the girls too. You know. Oh you, yes, you, you I know, agree. You, gotta, you, you are either willing to sack up and say something about it and put something on the line and you know and be an honorable person and go to your significant other and say, look, this is not working for me for whatever reason. And I need something else. I need more. I need different, whatever. Now you just go behind their backs and then you spend all this time and energy and usually money too. 
you know, because you're probably, you know, you might be out getting hotel rooms and, you know, fucking whatever else, spending all kinds of money just because you don't have the stones to have a shitty conversation. Well, not just that, but think about the fact that this woman could be out playing with other people, whether it's just one other person or other couples or whatever, and she's being faithful in the relationship without knowing any of this is going on. And I'm just wondering if if they have talked to or, or are familiar with the swing set um, because they would probably. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if they are, but I think I honestly think this is this is pretty clear. And I do mm-hmm. want to talk through a couple aspects of it a little bit because there are actually several very disturbing things that are going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now they know that the male half of this couple that they've had all this fun with is a liar on at least one or two fronts. I mean, he's he's either lying to them in the context that he's with his woman. I mean, for all, you know, for all they know, the guy could have had a vasectomy. He could have been telling the truth in the Craigslist thing and she doesn't realize he can he's never going to have kids with her. You know, I mean, there's And there are people who've done that. Yeah, so there I mean, there's just all kinds of there's all kinds of red flags here and uh you know, you if it was me, I would no, I would no longer under any circumstances, feel safe playing with this guy. Well, I would also get tested if there if you had unprotected sex. Um, yeah, and hope yeah, hopefully, hopefully they were not fluid bonded because that I mean, and that just compounds the issue. Right. Um, so I, for for my part, um, I would after something like this, I would never have anything to do with that guy again. Well, and I would tell him why. But yes, I would. But I would also say, and we're going to give you you know, whatever time, 24 hours, 48 hours, one week to tell her. Yeah. And that's the other part of it. The, I think he has put you guys in a shitty situation. Now, uh, you seem to be decent, caring individuals. You obviously, you Mm -hmm. know, really like your female friend that this guy is with and you're trying to consider protecting her. Uh, And she's going to need support. Eventually she'll, eventually he'll be found out. I, it, it might take a very long time. Well, but, but I, but I would, I would go a little bit farther than that. Cause it, and this is Shara sometimes picks on me because I have very clearly defined ideas of where the line between right and wrong falls. And I can usually explain those ideas. And I think in this case, they don't have any responsibility for whatever happens to this guy or his relationship because he is the one who put them in a bad place. Granted, he didn't realize he was doing it at the time by answering a Craigslist posting from someone he didn't realize he knew. But in doing that, he was being reckless and he was waving it out there in the wind. So he shouldn't have been surprised when something bad happened to him. But they also might not want to be responsible for letting her know. I mean, they have proof. So it's not like they could just, it's it's not as if they couldn't go to her and show her the proof because we had a situation with someone that, we knew he was cheating because we were at certain events and oh yeah and yes. and and he was married and she wasn't cheating on him and you know and here he is he's got his hands up this other girl's skirt next thing you know he's in the room next to us and you know having well yeah and that's and that brings up another fine point about cheating which is you through your adultery no matter who you are are most likely imposing on your friends, Mm -hmm. imposing on the people that you work with Mm -hmm. to lie for you or cover your ass. And I'm just not, I'm, I'm not down with that. And I mean, you know, push comes to shove. If I find out one, if I'm friends with a couple and I find out one of them is cheating on the other, I have to have a very long conversation with myself about which one of them, you know, which, which one of them I owe more allegiance to, you know, it's, it's a difficult, it's, it's a difficult thing to think about. But I mean, in this case, I think this guy, I think the right thing to do is something you already said which is to tell him, you know, look, hey, we're sorry about this, but don't blame us. You were the one waving your dick around on Craigslist. So we are not going to be imposed upon to keep your secret because this is bullshit. So you have 24 hours to tell her or we will, period. And he's going to be mad about it. He might be mad at you forever, but you know what? You have done the right thing and you have given him the opportunity to come clean on his own. And take whatever lumps he's got coming to him with his relationship. And, uh, you know, at least you get to have a clean conscience about it. There's no way to come out of it feeling good. But at least you get to have a clean conscience that way. And if you feel like going directly to her first, then my suggestion would be take the proof with you. Because we didn't have 
actual physical evidence to give her because we didn't take pictures or anything like that. Uh, but you have proof. So uh, we, we did go and tell her. Um, we, we were honest with her and we did we tell her. We gave him the, uh, actually, similarly yes. enough, we gave him the opportunity to do it himself. Mm -hmm, and he didn't. And so when we told her, she didn't believe us. And until later, I mean, she did come after things fell apart in their marriage. Then she came back and she said, you weren't lying to me, were you? And, and we said, of course not. And um, but you have proof. So if you don't feel like dealing with him, um, but she is, you know, obviously going to be very emotional about this because she's trusting this man. So her world's going to be somewhat broken. And yeah, but it, and also bear in mind, even if I mean, her, her initial reaction might be if you do have to tell her, her initial reaction might be very negative toward you. And don't take that personally. I mean, she once she has a chance to think about it, um, she will probably come to the same conclusion that led you to, you know, force dealing with it in the first place. But don't be totally shocked if she's mad at everybody around her when she uh, finds out for a little while. There's a couple of things that you can do. You could do it as a female with a female instead of um, you both getting involved. You as the female person could say, call up and say, I'd like to have dinner with you. Would that be okay? And I, or I need, I have something I really need to talk with you about. You know, can you come over? Um, you know, I just, just some girl talk and say this is a very sensitive issue because I really care about you and I, I've thought long and hard about this and wasn't sure what to do, um, you know, and I, I feel like I need to share this with you. The fact that you came across this information strictly by putting yourselves out there on Craigslist shows that you weren't being malicious and that you weren't deliberately trying to sabotage their relationship. So it's it's a hard call. I don't know if you gave him a 24 to 48 hour or even a week's notice, who knows what he's going to do. He might say, I don't want you to talk to these people anymore. They're, you know, and try to sabotage your relationship with her, too. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's be, a hard call. Yeah. You do, and you do have to be prepared for, I mean, somebody who's already doing what he's doing, you have to be prepared for anything out of him. Right. You're because really obviously good. he is an asshole. There's he's a no douche. Other, yeah. He, he, is just, a, he is a douche. It's terrible. So. It's, it, it, but I do feel that she should know, and sometimes it is easier coming from somebody else. Like I said, our friend did come back to us and said, you weren't lying, were you? Now, we've never had any proof to give yeah, her. Yeah, but she was pissed at us for, what, two years? I mean, you know, and that's the way it goes because we knew we were right. And, right. And, you know, we did the right thing, and it sucked. Sometimes doing the right thing sucks. Right. But, but their situation is a little different because they have proof. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's absolutely. where she's going to be furious, I think, more with him and, and possibly devastated. But she also would have two good people who care about her to help her get through it. All right, well, that pretty much brings us to a close for episode 46. Anything else you'd like to talk about? No, we just have a lot of work ahead of us. because We do. Uh, we never finished talking about you taking my entire dick in your ass. <laughs> I didn't know we had to talk more about that. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> no, so because we, we kind of got distracted, which we do from time to time. Um, and I don't remember what we got distracted by, but you were talking about the I difference. probably deliberately moved on. You probably did. Yeah, you're pretty <laughs> good. She's a pretty good subject changer, but I usually do get back around to it. Yes, you do. Um, uh, so is there, I mean, is there anything, like not before you could only take about three or four inches. Now you can take the whole thing. Which is how much? <laughs> Yes. Oh, you want me to say the size of my dick sure. on the air? Seven inches long, five inches girth. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. And even thinking about it, my nipples are getting all excited. And that's been another thing. Those last few weeks or months, I don't, I lost track. I just walk through the hallway and all of a sudden, there go my nipples. Hard Stiff as can breeze, be. I know. Just her, her nipples are hard enough to cut diamond like almost all the time. I know. It, it even kind of blew your mind a couple of times. You're like, wow, I could just be sitting there. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, it's not, it's not unusual just like, you know, for dicks to get hard. It's it's not unusual for nipples to get a little bit stiff once in a while, but I mean, there's a difference between, you know, there's a difference between your dick waking up and taking a little bit of a look around and, you know, and being ready for fucking battle, you know, a rod of iron. And there's a difference between nipples that are a little bit hard and nipples that are ready to fucking cut glass like yours are right I now. I know, I'm telling right you, I don't now. know, I don't know what it is, but I'll just tell you that I, I love you so much because you have really all I've had some bad experiences and we know that with um, relationships and you have in 10 years just constantly been with me and we work through things together and to be business partners and, and to be together like this, you just never, never stop blowing my mind. I, I mean, love you too, baby. Seriously. 
the best sex I have ever in my life had. And I, and I, by the way, have never complained about sex with, with JV ever because it's always been good. There's never been a bad moment. We, we fit like a glove and it's, it's been wonderful, but I've even lost track. the regularly scheduled sports related injuries. Oh yes. Poor JV did get a sports injury himself. Yeah, I gashed my knee open. <laughs> he was, you were just going at it with me and just, and I ended up like, you know, the way I was laying against the sofa just ended up uh, oh, yeah, in my she, chest yeah, there. Oh, yeah, she bruised her sternum. Yeah. But I'll tell over you. over her favorite end of her favorite couch. I, I honestly, it has been the best. I, it's like I've been in, like, heaven and and keep waiting for somebody to pinch me and say okay come on back down here because it's well no, yeah, we've and i'm not complaining either i mean we've always had a lot of fun fucking but i mean you know all of a sudden all of a sudden you're it's like asking I'm, me not to hold back which is really kind of great you're not gonna say it are you what okay good no <laughs> i'm not gonna say what you know that one comment but never mind which one comment no now you're no, gonna no. talk about it you can't tease the audience <laughs> You can't even get away with teasing me. You think I'm going to let you tease the audience? I, I'm trying to remember the exact words. I think you were asking me if you were hurting me or. Oh yes, 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 yes. This this <laughs> this will be classic. This is this is a going to be a preemptive bell ring. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we're fucking the other day, and this is this is not not when you bruise your sternum, but a couple of days later. Right. Um, oh, I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So usually, and as I have talked about on the show, you know, the the pussy actually will tend to elongate and get a little bit deeper during sex, and that's you know, it's a biological change. So you know, it's uh, it, it it's prudent not to try and slam all the way in there right after you start having sex, for example. You know, you gotta you gotta just generally, women are different sizes and some women are a little bit deeper than others and it can be extremely painful when you bounce the head of your cock off of a woman's cervix. I mean, it can be like, you know, depending on how you hit, you know, where, where you hit, it can be painful enough that they don't want to even look at you for an hour and a half. Um, so I have always been fairly conservative on that count and, uh, yeah, so if it's always kind of been, I could fuck you like, like at ninety two percent of yep. maximum capacity. Because if I just if I gave you a hundred percent of it and really went to fuck your brains out, I would always bounce off your cervix and it'd hurt you. And for whatever reason, that don't appear to be a problem anymore. <laughs> so uh, you know, the the other day, oh look at you. As I advocate, you know, regular, uh, you know, rhythm, tempo, and position changes. You know, I, you know, I'll, I'll s- slow down once in a while, and then you know, hammer a couple of them home real quick. And I heard this gasp out of her. You know, I was like, Oop! <laughs> <laughs> and I asked, "Are you okay? Was that too hard?" And she says, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Is that too hard?" Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and so he made fun of me, like, oh, I don't know, still making fun of me. It's been about three days now. Yeah, so, but I'm telling you, the, uh, you know, if you have a good sexual relationship, or if it's just even so-so, and you're going, okay, just trying something new, and, and you know, it's, it's no secret that I get wet easily, but, you know, <laughs> it's just been so mind-blowing that I have been... I don't know, like on this high that I can't even explain to people. Well, you know, I think actually a lot of it is that, you know, a couple of months ago, we both just kind of got the wild hair up our asses to try pushing the envelope a little bit. And I mean, you know, it's in a 10 year relationship, you always have ups and downs. And I mean, you have lulls and different, you know, and stressful periods in life. And Especially with the business. Yeah. Know? And, uh, but I mean, my policy has always been that there's always room for better. Oh, you know, absolutely. A, a few weeks ago, you know, both of us were just like, oh, well, let's, let's reach for a little bit of better. And well, and it was mostly you again. I basically, I can take the, you know, I can take the restriction off the throttle, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it was very nice. And so I kind I mean, I have to admit, you know, we have a lot going on that's good for us with the business, but it's like we go into work and I just go into my office and I just go into this like la la land because. Oh, I that's just, good to know. I know. I know. I can pull it together. For, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Do you want me to be honest or what? But oh, I want you to I, be honest. Honestly, I didn't really realize it until we were sitting here talking but I'm kind of like on this like sugar high that, you know, it's like I'm it's been so unbelievable. And it, by the way, clear again, it's always been great with you. I've never had 
one moment of bad sex with you, um, as you know. So we've always fit well together. But yep. this well, has been... just that's just proof, baby. There's always room for better. <laughs> it's just mind blowing. And that's what better. I was gonna say was if you're out there and you're not having, you're going, wow, you know what happened? We used to have this all the time. Get out there, do something different, change it up. Take her into the bedroom closet and say, hey, we've never done it on the closet floor, and do it on the closet floor. We haven't done it on the closet floor either in the closet. No, I haven't locked you in the closet either. No, you haven't. I haven't used the closet as a jail cell. No, no. Not that I'd be opposed to it, but, you know. Well, it doesn't really matter whether you're opposed to it or not, does it? This is true. (laughs) This is true. So, uh, anyway, but that's about it. But I just, I want to say thank you because I know how busy you are between getting, there's a lot more work to the podcast after we're done that you are responsible for pulling it all together and um well yeah i'm, I'm excited to be getting back to mostly weekly though yes so i just yeah, i think I, it's going to be fun yes i think i because we do have a few interviews we want to do and we want to get the swing set crew on to talk about specifically a few listener questions that uh would be just more effectively covered and i do think plus a swing set crew. and i do think we also might have a couple more for the medical expert so if we didn't get to your question today we will be yeah there are, there are a lot of people whose questions we didn't get to today. exactly so Hang in there. We're we're going through a lot of our next few episodes are going to be question and answers. And um, so we're going to get to them. So keep tuning in. And thank you so much for being out there and listening and for supporting us. Yep. And I think, uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, any questions from the ladies or the guys uh, as to why Shara is suddenly in love with being anally pounded <laughs> can be directed to jvshara at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> questions, comments, tirades, or insults on any other matters can be sent to jvauthoros at gmail.com. And of course, we are always available uh, more so on Facebook probably than any of the other online outlets, but also definitely on Twitter, FetLife, etc., etc. Thank you very much for listening, and we can't wait until next time. Shara, anything else you want to say before we sign it off here? No, just thank you for listening and looking forward to the next episode. So this be me, J.V. Altharas, reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life and there is always room for better. Yes. And the slave sitting here rubbing her tits just reminded me that I had intended to close out this show with spanks for the mammaries. (laughs) Stand up and pull your shirt off, baby. So because the slave had to remind me by playing with her tits right in front of me, a little closer, come on, those tits aren't that close to the microphone. There we go. All right. So we'll try another sign-off with spanks for the memories and those, oh, those nice hard nipples. God, those are fun to spank. This be me, J.V. Altharos, reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life and there is always room for better.